back to I'm Trying the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure as always to have you here listening. Today we have repeat guest and longtime friend Nikki to talk about all things shrooms and microdosing. Now this might seem like an out there topic, something different and odd and probably not expected. However, This is something I've been exploring to help with what was becoming rather crippling and debilitating depression and anxiety in other mental health struggles. And as you'll hear in this episode, Nikki had her own reasons for trying this healing modality as well. So all I ask is that if you listen, you keep an open mind. Neither of us are doctors, professionals, licensed in any way. We're simply sharing our experience, our thoughts, in the hopes that, I don't know, it opens your mind to more, and it's just, I think, always important to listen to conversations that either open you to something new, get you thinking about something new, or challenge a thought or belief that you had. And so, listening to this doesn't mean you have to fully support it or take action in anything that we discuss, but... It's always good to learn, it's always good to hear people's experiences, and we do share a lot of other information, tips, and tricks that help with overall mental, emotional, and just general wellness and well-being. So give it a listen, and if you like, if you resonate, please share with a friend, give it a rate review, tag us, connect with us on Instagram, I'll have that all linked below. We would love to hear your thoughts on this. And so without further ado, let's dive in. Would you mind sharing like what first prompted you to even like look into microdosing? When did you hear about it? What prompted you to start this journey and experience with it? Because I think that's that's like the big first step for most people is even considering it or find, having it come into their life, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like everything is so divinely guided. And this is something like I always, always say is that I will never try to convince somebody or push them to do it because it isn't for everybody. But the people who get that curiosity or it just like comes up in their life, like there is people who are really actually called to it. Like it is plant medicine and it does call to you. So I think it came to me at such the perfect time. Like I get the chills thinking about it. I was, um, it was only it was a little bit over a year ago, I was working with a functional medicine practitioner. And this is when I was dealing with like the depths of breast implant illness. I was in so much pain. I had so much health anxiety. My digestive system was a mess. Like I was just not me. I wasn't myself. And I was working with her and she was like, I'm your practitioner and it's not really legal. So like, I can't necessarily tell you to do it, but you should look into microdosing. And I was so desperate because I was such a shell of a human at the time. And I was so consumed by my anxiety that I couldn't do or think of anything else at all. So I was like, all right, like I am willing to do anything at this point to get out of this feeling. So I told my boyfriend, I was like, I kind of think I want to like figure out what microdosing in is and like well, I just want to try it. Like I'm so sick of living this life. And he was so on board because he has been watching me at that point now for years of just struggling. And so we just started doing everything. We started reading about it, like everything by Michael Pollan. And he just has that new like Netflix document docu-series or whatever about um, how to change your mind. And he has a book called that. Okay. Yeah. So I read his book and then I watched Fantastic Fungi. Like I was just researching so much about it because with anything, like use your own discernment, look it up, 
because you don't just do something because somebody told you to, you know, that kind of thing. So then um, Austin knew people like on where to get them. And so he went home, got them, brought it back. And then we just kind of sat at the kitchen table. We ground up some mushrooms, we put them in capsules. And then we just, we literally just started and we had like a schedule. We like kept it on and it was immediately life-changing. Oh, I just, I, this prime example of why I wanted to have this conversation with you. I just know that when you get passionate about something and you, when you integrate something into your life, you do the fucking work and you find like the best of the best ways to do it and everything. I was like, if anyone's going to be like the best, like, you know, kind of like one-on-one convo versus getting like a, I don't know, psilocybin expert, whatever, like it would be, I knew it'd be you. And so I love that. (laughs) And even the fact that you guys like scheduled things out or like trapped it like made a schedule I feel like whether you're talking about microdosing or trying adaptogens or anything so often we just like you said jump into it because we saw it on Instagram or we saw it here and then we don't even really like make space to even really gauge the reaction like our reaction to it or how we're doing with it and the next thing you know we've been spending six months on these supplements or adaptogens or whatever they are and it's like have we ever really checked in with like what's happening and how do they work most efficiently so i i love that and i think people can like take that sort of approach away regardless of what we're talking about here yeah because like the thing about plant medicine is that it's something to be respected Yes, it is a plant medicine. It's it should be ceremonial, even if you're using it to microdose. And the biggest part of microdosing is not just having a psychedelic experience. It's literally learning from it because it is in its own way, a spiritual teacher. So you want, there are so many protocols to follow. And I do the most common one, which is the Fatiman protocol, which is why we like got a big whiteboard and you put a we put a little dot on one day and then you take two days off and a little dot for the day you take it again. And you follow a cycle for like four to eight weeks. And then once you finish the cycle, you stop because you have to give your body a break. Otherwise you're going to build a tolerance to it. And then you start a new cycle. If you want, some people are fine after one cycle, but you can start another cycle like two to four weeks later. Got you. Okay. See, I haven't, I, I need, I myself need to do more research on all of this and need to take it. I think, like you said, more seriously and like more respectful of like the tradition and the culture really of like plant medicine as well of how things are meant to be done. And so I'm really excited to like, following this actually get on a schedule with it and see how it goes so for you did you guys you were doing it kind of like through connections and everything like that and then did you experience any like adverse side effects was it all positive like what was your experience like maybe in the beginning and then we can kind of get into like where things are at now I Mm -hmm. kind of want to like kind of chat about that time when you guys first started like when did you start noticing things were different what did you notice change what were things like in the beginning, I suppose? So I've never experienced any like bad side effects. Austin has never experienced any ill side effects. I've never heard of anybody experiencing them. I have, with the research I looked up, I have heard some people like just feeling a little more anxious, but I don't think that's the norm. I think that if that's the case, you have a lot of trauma that you need to work on before even getting here. Like, yeah, it is something that can help people, but you have to be at a certain level. I think, I don't think it's for people who, um, are prone to psychosis or things like that. Um, but in the beginning, it's so, it's so funny because I remember like the first day I ever took it, I immediately felt different. 
I felt like I was dealing with like that health anxiety, like I told you, and it felt like somebody just removed like dirty glasses from my eyes and I could just see everything so much more clearly. I could get out of my own way for the first time. And it was the best feeling. Like it felt like my ego just stepped aside and I could just see life again and who I was and what I wanted to do. And I remember me and him went because it was just a microdose. So the thing about microdosing is you don't really feel it the way you don't feel aspirin or you feel coffee. Like it's just a subtle effect. So you're not having like any crazy visual disturbance. So we went and we went to this big like forest preserve and we were just sitting like in the trees and we were like walking and it just, you notice everything. It's like, you look and you're like, has that tree always been there? Or you just feel really called to tell somebody something that you like a compliment. You know what I mean? You see this woman on the street who has this like cute hat and you want to go up to her and be like, Oh my God, I love your hat. Like it just brings this crazy good energy that you can spread to everyone. It is. And I think that's how it was for so long where I was just more easily able to step out of my way and feel like so much more positive and like good things were coming, even though I was going through something really hard. Mm-hmm. And then it like, I feel like that was my experience for a couple months. And then as I was really healing from that stuff, it felt like the medicine was telling me now, now that you're having fun and you feel good. Now you have to do some serious work. So there was like a period where every time I would take them, I would like cry. And it was healing and it felt good, but it was just bringing up a lot that I had to release. And then I would just like cry. (laughs) And and so I feel like for some people I've heard like, that's their same experience. Like it starts out really good, fun, gets your confidence up. And then you go through this like period where it's like, oh, this is kind of serious. We have to like work through some stuff. Um, But I think my experience now is that it's literally just when I take mushrooms now, I feel it go to the place in my body that needs the most healing. And then I get literal like messages that feel so divine coming in about the situation or what I'm holding in my body. And for example, um, I was doing a protocol with my functional medicine practitioner and I had like a swollen lymph node in my whatever left armpit. And I remember taking mushrooms like a decent amount. Um, it was still considered a microdose, but it was a big microdose. And I, immediately like heard like stop the protocol that I was doing with my functional medicine practitioner like stop the protocol like this isn't about that this is something that's like either like a bad energy or like trauma and so I literally just stopped my protocol and I saw my energy healer and I kind of explained to her what was going on and she was like okay microdose for our next like session and we can figure out what's going on and so I did and when I tell you I felt like the mushrooms went right to like my problem area. And it was just telling me so many things. Like it was like a heart problem. Like they were so connected and Mm. that it was like, I had like a thorn in my heart from like a trauma experience. And I literally saw the experience during that session and like released it and things got better from there. So it is so incredibly powerful. I I just, I love that. And I want to ask you if that relates to a few weeks ago, I feel like you shared on Instagram how, you're diving more and more into like, and I am too right now, like the energetic side of healing in regards to like, I feel like you and I, for so many years now, we've gone through all these health protocols and we've done all the supplements and we've done all the protocols and we've done all these things. Right. And while they have their benefits and, you know, all medicine supplements, whatever, have their time in place. I feel like I'm not at this point where I'm like, okay, I'm done with that right now. Like I need to like, what's, what's like deep inside me that no matter the protocol, no matter the supplements is going to keep causing like ailments in my body. If I don't, you know, actually pay attention to it. And I feel like you kind of said something along those lines a few weeks ago on IG. 
And I'm just wondering if that like example right there, where like you're doing this protocol, you're doing like, you're kind of thinking like a logical way of, oh, how do we fix this swollen lymph node? But instead, like you lean into this energetic side of things, you lead into this like internalized healing mindset and that starts working on it too. Do you feel like you're kind of like making this little shift right now? But you're yeah. like, I don't know if that makes sense. I was like, yeah, but it definitely makes sense. I feel like for so long, I just looked at it like, oh my God, all my problems stemmed from this breast implant illness, which I do think a lot of problems came yeah. from that. And it was good to get them out and stuff. But as I healed from that, and then I was stuck in this world of like, what's next? Like what supplements next? What detox is next? Like what problem do I have? Like I was looking for the next problem. Like I have mold, I have SIBO, I have candida, I have parasites. And something that my energy healer said to me was, why are you thinking of them as like two separate things? Like, why are you thinking of parasites separate from your trauma? And it's really because these toxins in our body has the same energy of that trauma. So it's not separate. They're connected. So you can heal. Your body can make its own medicine if you allow it to. If you like allow yourself to go in, do the work, release what's in there that needs to be released. So I think exactly what you're saying is that I'm now seeing a whole new world that I wasn't healing because I was keeping myself one in the mentality that I'm sick and I need to pro protocol and something to now seeing, oh my God, I have been suppressing so many emotions. And I, in a, my stories like yesterday or the day before, I literally said like how, when I moved to North Carolina, it was the first time I think my body felt safe. So it's like for my whole life, all I did was stuff trauma down, like stuff it down into this little box inside of me. I just kept pushing it down. And it was like, when I got to North Carolina, the box exploded because I was safe. And my body just went like haywire. Like my digestive system was off. My breast implants were causing me problems. And I didn't realize that now I was finally out of like that survival mode. And then I didn't know what to do with all this trauma that just came flying out of me. Like I was getting memories and things of like trauma that happened and I didn't know what to do with it. And so I was trying to stuff it back down and then just trying to let protocols heal me. Like I didn't want to do the work. I wanted the supplement to heal me. And then it finally, when I started working with this um, energy healer, I was like, oh my God, like it's not. And I've been getting so many downloads myself, especially when I do bigger mushroom trips or mm -hmm. even take smaller mushrooms. Like I get so many messages, like it was never about the protocols. It's about going in and like doing the work. Oh, I love that. And I'm resonating so, so deeply. I feel like I'm in that same era right now of just like, I don't know, really diving in and seeing like what I need to do, but I do want to ask. So you, you mentioned like getting these downloads and just sort of that, like in wisdom coming from whatever source it's coming from, how do you set yourself up for whether it's a microdose or like a larger dose so that you are kind of like open to those types of like messages or just like feeling into your body or whatever it is. Right. Because as you said in the beginning, I think, you know, at least for me, right. I'm like, go, go, go constantly like running, distracting. So it can be easy for me to be like, Oh, I'll microdose and give myself like half an hour to, I don't know, like lounge around my apartment. And then I'm going to go into work, blah, 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 you know, but I'm not giving myself like the full experience because of that. So how do you set yourself up or sort of set the scene environment to just fully like make the most of these experiences that you're going on? Yeah. So like I said, in the beginning, it was something when I was like looking up that it was something that's really meant to be respected and used in like a ceremonial way. So not saying that every time I microdose, it's like this huge ceremony thing yeah. um, for macrodoses. I definitely try to make it more of like that, but for microdoses, the way that I can make it 
respectful or ceremonial like is before I microdose writing what I want to get out of the microdose like what is my intention for taking this like what why am I even taking this I think that's something everybody needs to ask themselves before they take it because what do you want from it Mm -hmm. and I think when you write down your intentions for it and you have that just it's not even something you have to like keep constantly thinking because I feel like once you write it down you know what it is it kind of just is like a little seed planted in your heart you know it and I think the medicine also feels that so I feel like once you write your intention you take the microdose you can move about your day as long as you know why you're taking it and what you want to get from it because I feel like once you plant that seed of intention the medicine also listens and then it brings you those messages it goes to the where in your body that you need to hear something or you need to feel something and then it shows you okay that makes sense I really like that and I think what you said with the word intention is like what I was trying to convey with that question even, right? It's just like, how do you make this an intentional experience versus just like willy-nilly, I don't know, you know? And the same could be applied once again for like so many practices in life, whether it's going to a therapy session with like an intention of like, I want to work through this or a journaling session, meditation, a workout even like cooking, however it be. Um, But I love that for like this type when it comes to the plant medicine and microdosing and all of that. Um, I did want to ask, so when it comes to like the larger doses and you mentioned like setting up a bit more of like an actual like ceremonial experience experience, what's that been like for you? Because I, you know, and I'll share a bit later about like my experience, just sort of microdosing so far, but I've yet to do like a trip higher dose. And as I told you before, we actually started recording, um, is that I, I just wanted to kind of hear your input and like your experience, because I do think it is something I want to go into with a lot of intention and just really set myself up to feel truly like safe, you know, cause it is an unknown yeah. experience. And I think that's something that yeah. a lot of people do. Like they hear, at least for me, when people have heard that I I've like started to microdose, I kind of see in their eyes, like what? And I'm like, no, I like, I know it's like a fear of the unknown, but I think that can still apply even as you're microdosing, as you like start moving up in dose amounts or whatever it is. So in your experience, like what has it been like to do these larger amounts, kind of make it more of a ceremony? And I guess, what was your overall like experience with that? Mm -hmm. So the first time I ever did, it was like one of those things where, like I said in the beginning, it calls to you. So like for the week prior, before I did a bigger trip, I just kept getting like this. I just literally like a voice in my head, like it was my voice, but it kept saying like, you're ready to do the bigger trip. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, it's like a literal call. Like when I heard people say that before and I was like, oh my God, like this is literally it. And it was a time where I was like really needing, like I was really struggling. Um, And so one day I was like, today's the day, like, I'm going to do it. I asked my pendulum. It was like, yep, do it. And I was like, okay. So again, like microdosing, I sat down and I journaled before I did it. And I was like, what do I want to get out of this? Like, what is my intention? What clarity do I need? That sort of thing. And then I just made my bedroom, this whole little like blissed out space and not saying that you need to like clean your room and do everything and light candles, but it helps, mm-hmm. you know, it helps to like, feel like you're in somewhere, but I guess I also want to say before going on with my experience is that if anybody's listening and they want to like do a big trip, like one, never, ever start your mushroom journey, which is like a big trip. Like you want to go into it, like microdosing first and then doing a trip. But also the two most important things about a big trip are set and setting. So the mindset that you're in, you do not want to do it on a day where you're in one of those depressive states. And when you're not like, you're feeling anxious and whatever, you do not want to do it on a day. You want to do it on a day where you're actually feeling really good. You feel peace. You don't have that anxiety. So 
mindset is so important. And then setting is important. So like being in a place you feel safe and also having a trip sitter. So like Austin was always here every time I did like a bigger dose, because it's just important. It it makes you feel safe. And it's just, it's something good to a good practice. Um, so I like had big headphones. I was ready to just listen to like healing frequencies. Cause all I really wanted to do was just lay down and listen to like healing frequencies and just close my eyes and just like meditate. And so it takes like, it depends on the person. It takes like 30 minutes, sometimes an hour for it to kick in. So I was the first time I ever did it, I was just sitting on the couch and I just waited after I like took it. And me and Austin were watching like the animal planet. And it was like, and then uh, out of nowhere, like the colors on the screen just started getting really vibrant. And I don't know how to explain it, but everything felt fake. And I felt fake. Like it was the weirdest experience ever. Like I literally, I was telling awesome. I was like, I feel like a sim, like somebody just like put me on the couch and I don't know why I'm here. And then I like randomly got up and I was like, I need to go lay down. And I went and I started looking in the mirror and the mirror was the trippiest experience I've ever had in my whole entire life. Like I was looking at I was like mesmerized. And then my face started like shape shifting from like face to face of these faces. I did not recognize. I was like, what is going on? And then I heard chosen one. And so I realized I was looking at faces of my ancestors and I was breaking like a cycle of trauma, like generational trauma. And it was showing me my ancestors. And I was like, this is so crazy. And then it finally got to like my face again. And it looked like a hologram. Like I could wave my hand through my face. And at that time I was really struggling with body dysmorphia. So it was like this knowing that like what I'm seeing isn't me. And it was so validating and comforting at the time. And then like right after that, I saw my aura. I've never seen my aura in my whole entire life. And it was bright white. Like it was so white and I was like moving my head and it was like moving with me and it was growing and expanding. And I was like, this is so crazy. And I know Austin came in to like check on me and he's like, everything good. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, you have no idea. Like I could see my whole aura. I was like crying. I was like, it's so beautiful. And he's like, okay, I'll leave you alone. And then, so I laid down and I put my headphones on and I laid in the bed and it was the most comfort comfortable I've ever felt my whole entire life like I was just chilling in the bed listening to this music and then I felt like I just went on a journey like it started with just like I felt like I was so comfortable and that I was also in like a cocoon and it was like telling me that like I've been in this like hermit mode like transforming and I was gonna like break from it soon and like so many things happened during that trip experience like way too long to get into here but it was so beautiful and I just remember getting up from it and being like, I thought I was laying there for 30 minutes and looking at the time. And it was literally like two, three hours later. And I was like, holy shit, it was crazy. And I just started journaling everything I could possibly remember from it. I was just like journaling everything. And it was so healing. And I think that's one of the biggest and most important things to do too, is journaling and integrating because that's the whole purpose of it is like, what did you just learn from that? And sometimes things will even come to you like two to three weeks after you did a big trip. Like you'll be standing in the line at the grocery store and you're like, Oh, that's what that meant. And it's like, so crazy how it just like comes to you. Oh my gosh. I, I love, I'm like, I'm so excited now. (laughs) No, I love that. And I, I feel like that's just a prime example of like, I don't, it's like you said, like we have so much 
knowledge like inside of us so much knowing of like who we are and what's happening and everything inside of us sometimes we just need like a little extra help to see it or hear it or understand it or just like unlock that and I think that that's why I'm so attracted to microdosing and larger doses and like everything you're sharing now is because it's like such a powerful tool to get to a place like that and also with the animal planet thing that's so funny I um when I was in Colorado with my friend we we did somewhere in between like a microdose and a larger dose. And then one night we, we were just like, not sure what the vibe was. Like we were just kind of like, what mood are we in? We can't really go out, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, let's put on like music videos. So we just start watching music videos and she picks the most like colorful, like flashy one she can find and I remember specifically we were watching Harry Styles music videos I forget I forget what even songs in that same experience I was like we were standing like we were both standing in front of the tv just swaying back and forth watching this and our friends at the time were like y'all looked so weird but we just knew you were like doing your thing but the colors like everything felt it almost felt like it could reach into the tv yeah but then it then it like then it flattened out and then it would be so bright and vibrant again but it is just that surreal experience of just like, I don't know. So often we get like bogged down by our thoughts and the day-to-day and like, we just get stuck in our bodies. And so when you can kind of have that, like almost like out of body, just like free experience, it's just, I can't imagine the type of healing or messages that could come through, you know? Yeah. And that's what I was saying too. Like it literally, when you take mushrooms or any psychedelic really it's like you're wearing dirty glasses. And when you take them off, it's like you could see everything so freaking clear. And that's why when you look up or you hear people talking about it, like every single person will say it's the most meaningful experience of their life because it is providing that window of opportunity to see what's beyond your mind and realizing that you are not your mind. I think that's one of the most profound experiences, especially if you've never had that experience in your life, like knowing that you're not your mind and that your mind is pretty much just like a just chaotic. And so when you do these experiences, it's like, wow, I have a new sense of self because I'm not my mind. I'm not all these like critical beliefs I have of myself. And I'm not all these like things I need to do and what people want me to be. And it's like, you're able to start building a new foundation of self because you're like, you have a whole new outlook on life. Yeah. When that's like, that's, what's interesting because as you were talking about that, I was reflecting back on that that kind of trip we did in Colorado. And I was like, I just remember the one night also just feeling like I could feel all my anxiety and all my intrusive thoughts, almost like on the outside of my mind. And I kept feeling them almost try to like break in. And I remember the one point I just started sort of like giggling to myself. Cause I'm like, I, I don't have to let them in. And I was like, I'm just going to stay present. And I just stayed present and was like having fun and giggling with my friends and like having like a good night. And I just remember kind of thinking like, Oh, wow. Like those thoughts are trying to come in and like, I'm just, I'm not letting them right now, you know? And it's just like, I don't know. It's so interesting. That makes me think, have you read the book? um, What book is it by Eckhart Tolle or- um, The Power of Now. Yes. Is that the one where he's talking about separating your, like the separation of thoughts and you and who you, yeah. It's, it it goes very deep. But I, I read that book a few years ago and that the lessons I took from that kind of remind me of what I feel like I'm going to experience through like microdosing and like continuing this sort of plant therapy. So yeah, I love that. That's amazing. So have you guys, you said that part of that protocol is doing it for like a while and then stopping and then maybe starting like another cycle if needed. Are you guys still in the first cycle or did you ever take a break? And then like, so again? 
So we've been doing this for over like a year. So when we first started, we did our first cycle and then I like stopped for like a while. Cause I was like, that one was really good. Like, I yeah. feel really good. I feel like I learned a lot from that. And then I wasn't, you know, I was just like, yeah, I, I don't really need it right now. And then I was at a point after that cycle, when I took a break for a little bit, I would just do it like here and there. And I was like, that's not like how I really want to do it. Like if I'm going to do this, I want to be intentional, but sometimes I would just like take it. If I knew I needed to like get something done that day. Cause it really does help with like problem solving and productivity and creativity. So mm-hmm. sometimes I would take it on like random days. And then it was like a couple months ago where I'm like, I want to get back into like an actual cycle of it because it's so helpful. And so I think I got back into a cycle and then I took, I finished my last cycle and like ever since that one, I just have done like big trips, like macrodoses, um, just because the opportunities presented themselves. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. But yeah, so that's where I'm at now. And I feel like some people, some people will take it for like, they won't even finish a cycle and they'll be like, I'm good. Like, you know, it's, it's that powerful. Yeah, no, that's, that's so interesting. And I'm, I'm so curious to like actually get on a cycle with it and see how it goes. Cause I mean, my, like the research I did into it and my, my whole, like trying to be like me as a logical Capricorn person, me being like, this is, (laughs) this is why I'm doing, this is why I'm microdosing, blah, blah, blah. Is that I, I truly think I struggle with like adult ADHD and I'm, I'm working to sort of like figure out you know, if I actually do and what I could do to support that. But I've just, I had heard so many podcasts and I then did research just looking into ways to almost like try to help to like rewire, retrain the brain. Because when you do have ADHD or something of similar sorts, anything really, and your brain is just wired in those different ways, it can be so, it's just, you can't just change, you know, and you can't just do it or just not do it. It's like a literal change of wiring in the brain. And so reading up on like the benefits of microdosing in those types of instances was the idea of like the consistency of doing it helps to like rewire, almost retrain the brain of how to focus or to properly supply dopamine for the brain. And in that help with like depression, anxiety, the focus, like the all the like quirks that come along with, you know, ADHD or ADD or any of those. And so that's where like, I'm really interested to see if that sort of consistency can really just change, help change, like truly from within my approach, my mindset, just like how, like my quality of life, essentially, you know, because those are all the things that are truly at the end of the day, having such impact on my quality of life. And so that's where I'm just like truly excited to really like dive into it now and see like what I can kind of get from it in that sense. But um, yeah, yeah, I do think consistency makes all the difference, especially with microdosing, because like, and it literally does create new neural pathways in your brain. And when you're doing that, it's like building a muscle, like you need to keep training it. And so that's where the microdosing, because the thing about mushrooms is that they like reveal to you the things, right. That you need to like work on the things that are like holding you back. They bring up limiting beliefs. They do all that. And then they also show you, which is the craziest thing, what you do, like you're kind of like your trauma response to like how these things come up. Like for me, when I was told, um, from that download, like I should stop taking the protocol. It showed me that my fear-based response is literally questioning it and being like, no, no, I should stick to my protocol because that was my immediate reaction. And so it literally shows you like how you respond to it too. Like it is so all knowing and like powerful. So I think that's the most helpful, but also like, I really want to 
encourage people like it's so hard because of like the legality and stuff like that so it's like there are companies out there so that you know sell them and that's still like a very huge like gray area to me because I'm like how are you selling it but I think it's mostly just knowing like what your state's like laws are around it and stuff because there are states where it isn't so like criminalized and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and there's also um if people can like I know they're expensive but there's like psychedelic retreats that you can like go on into like other countries where it is legal and stuff like that um but I always want to bring that up because it like legal stuff is so weird you know what I mean so it's like when you're we're like we're talking about this it's just like good to know like this is just for like educational purposes because you don't want to put yourself in like a bad weird spot you know what I mean 100% and I'll I'll definitely put in a disclaimer in the beginning of this episode this is like truly just you know a shoot in the shit but no that is that is an aspect of it and I think also once again just reiterating what you brought up in the beginning of like we we're just two individuals that are like trying this, you know, and just because somebody hears us talk about it doesn't mean they should rush into it either. Like I, I had been thinking about this for almost, I first heard about microdosing to help with depression about two, three years ago, kept hearing it come up suddenly again and again, saw, you know, a few friends giving it a try. And then within like one month, I just stumbled upon like five podcast episodes about it like kept seeing like just little signs, you know what I mean? And I took that as my sign of like, okay, I'm like ready to do this. That's your call. Yeah. And then it just so happened that my friend I was staying with had some and I felt safe to try them with her. And then that was like the, the opening I needed to then find my own way to make this work, you know? So it's, it's just so true where I don't think, I think with so many of these things, like truly don't rush into it. Don't just start something because, you know, you heard someone talk about it once or whatever it is, like just give yourself time. Like if something's meant to be in your life, like you're going to get that feeling, you're going to get that call and you might even find the opportunity to have it happen before without even realizing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like that is the call. Like once you get it, like it's going to come into your life some way. Do you know what I mean? And so I think the hard part about it is that it's still such like a taboo topic. And I realized even when I talk about it on my stories, like I have lost so many followers by talking about psychedelics. Like it, people, it is so taboo, but I mean, I can see how it is. I mean, with things like and being in elementary school and having like the dare program and they're saying like say no to all drugs but the thing is is like which isn't a wholly bad thing like right say no to some drugs yeah. obviously but like when it comes to plant medicine we are so left in the dark when it is so powerful and the thing that most people don't know is that it's literally a part of us like we ourselves are drugs we have dmt naturally occurring in our brains we have cannabinoid receptors in our womb and in our brains like for cbd even if the illegal thc like we are literally drugs and we're the ones that are illegal are the ones that are literally like a part of us and it really like our whole world to me is so twisted like it makes no sense because then you look at the things that are legal like alcohol alcohol causes seven different types of cancer is so bad for your body for your brain do you know what I mean but people Mm -hmm. are taking that like it's like nothing and even drugs in the form of like sugar or processed food you know what I mean like all this stuff is so normalized and then there's things that are so taboo and illegal when they actually are like divine medicine because they actually are a part of us. And I think that's why I was so called to this because I would love to live in a world where this is available and accessible because it is life-changing. It is literally getting people, I mean, even with ketamine, 
ketamine therapy. That is legal for depression. There are ketamine mm-hmm. cl- clinics like everywhere that people can go get it, but it, it is the most meaningful experience of people's lives where they can finally like wake up or get that kickstart. Like we were saying before, like they're literally like a kickstart to realizing that your life doesn't have to be the way it is. And I feel like we're so pushed down this path of like, take antidepressants, but really antidepressants have all of these side effects and people are on them from 10, 20, 30 years. And then, you know, want to get off of them 30 years later when your body has been just depleted by this drug and there's other alternatives out there, but they're criminalized and it just doesn't really make sense to me. Oh, you know, I agree. Like it, it just like drives me and I just don't even understand it in the slightest of like, same thing. Like I, I try, I'm like careful about like talking about like microdosing and who I let people in my life know, blah, 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 just because of that same thing. Like I get the look, so I get the questions and I'm like, okay, but if I was going out with you guys any other night of the week and spending like so much money and just filling myself with alcohol so that I could reach that dopamine high so that I could forget about my problems, like that's normal. That's expected of me almost. And then hell, I say that I'm not even drinking and I get judged for that. And I get like, so much backlash for declining a drink or saying that I don't smoke Same. or saying that I don't do X, Y, Z. And then, like you said, the most natural part of ourselves are taboo. I mean, even the most natural process of the body, like sex, self-pleasure, periods, like so much of the natural, the most powerful natural sources in this world stem from like within us. And yet they are the ones that we've been like kept from and like taboo. And I mean, like, that's like a whole other conversation, but it just goes to show, like, I don't know, we just, we get these concept like misconceptions in our brain about what's right and what's wrong and what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And at the end of the day, it's just like, we got to check in with ourselves be like, where are those even stemming from? Like what first put that thought in our brain? Where's that? Where's the knowledge coming from? Like, I don't know. I just like, so if anyone's even listening to this, I like, whether you're interested in microdosing or not, just having an open mind to a conversation about something that so many people just close off immediately, like kudos to you, because this is just like, I don't know. I do that all the time. I'll listen to something. I'm like, I'm not really interested in this, this, you know, like I I don't want this in my own life, but like just listening to outside sources and like bringing new thoughts into your brain. And I don't know, just like questioning the societal norms in any way is like already like a little form of like taking your own power back. And so I, yeah, anyone listening, thank you. And also like, thank you for sharing so openly because this is definitely a topic that I think needs more light shed on it. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of bravery to question the status quo. It takes a lot of bravery to be like, is antidepressants a thing that's for me? And I have like, I have nothing against antidepressants to make that clear to everybody listening. I know that a lot of people say that they've really helped them and stuff like that, but there's also people who they have not helped at all. And then they're just experiencing so many side effects. And I just, I think I get frustrated about it because it's like when medicine is attached to profit, which is what Western medicine is. It's a business. It's just like, they're not going to invest in cures. So like antidepressants and the thing about depression is that Western medicine and like, we've been taught to suppress it and we've been taught to just band-aid it. But if you have depression, it is literally a signal, a cue to be like, Hey, something's wrong. 
some, I'm not living to my full potential. We need to change something. And we have been so taught to be like, I'm depressed. And now I just need to take an antidepressant. And we're not reaching into that opportunity to be like, what am I missing in my life? What, what, where am I not feeling myself? Like, what is missing? Like, what can I change? And that's why I like to have these conversations and open people's mind. Even if you don't want to touch a psychedelic, just know that there are other options out there to heal from depression because we are literally like what's out there. Like we are still in an epidemic of depression, anxiety. It's only getting worse. And I think that's why so many people are kind of stepping back now and being like, what the heck is going on? Like we have all these antidepressants and things, but like nobody's getting better. Yeah. And I'm, and all that being said too, I want to let everyone know, listening, like you're a nurse, like you've worked in like the medical field, like so long, like yeah. you've seen people have all varieties of, you know, quote unquote cures and solutions and medic medicines and supplements and whatever it is. So like, as you said, we're not like shaming any one thing here. We're just saying that like, it's not always like some, something might work for one person. It might not work for another, but there's also always like it's always worth questioning. It's always worth wondering, yes. is there more? And it's always worth wondering whether you're going on antidepressants or whether you're microdosing. At the end of the day, nothing, no one substance is going to change unless you like actually do the work and you change like your mindset and your lifestyle too. Like it, I, microdosing would do me shit if I didn't also do the work to integrate yes. other practices into my life and like actually choose to change my life, my mindsets. And like, I know you're the same way. Like, that's a disclaimer for anything and everything. Like whether you're on like, you know, traditional medicines, supplements, protocols, psychedelics, like whatever the fuck you're doing to change your life, nothing yes. is going. Yeah. Like anything could be a bandaid fix if you don't like have that internal pull push to do the work and to change. So that's exactly. also just a disclaimer. That's but. like the most important thing. Cause I think a lot of people, um, think about psychedelics as this like magic bullet, but it isn't the magic bullet, but it is a powerful kickstart yep. to push you in the right direction. Because the thing with a lot of people figuring out how to heal, like there's so many people out there who had such traumatic or intense things that they repressed it so much that they don't even remember it anymore. Like it was so traumatic that they don't even have memories of it. And something beautiful about the psychedelics is that it can help you work through that and also help you release it. And like, that's where I think, um, you know, psychedelics come into plays when you really just need like a deeper sense of feeling. You don't know where to start and you just let the medicine kind of work through you and help you in that way. But again, you still have to do the work with what it showed you. You still have to learn to integrate the lessons you just learned. You still have to work through because for a lot of people, you're not just going to like release this traumatic event and just like one go, like it's going to take several layers and stuff like that. And like you even said before, it's not that it's showing you anything you don't know it's like you have all of this information inside of you it's more like it's like stripping layers off and kind of like releasing what wasn't yours in the first place a hundred percent or like you said just like giving you clear vision to see what's been in front of you this whole time exactly or being the kickstart you need to like because that's also part of it right like if if you're doing these sorts of like supports or medicines whatever it is to help with something such as anxiety depression etc like sometimes you just need that kickstart or like be, be lifted above that even for just like a couple days just to be able to like get going you know what I mean yeah. so it is it is so powerful in like all those ways and yeah dang I love that we we really went off on that there <laughs> yeah we did it was good <laughs> we were writing it yeah. um oh, well I absolutely love that and if there's anything else you wanted to share 
about your experience or about them in general. I'd love to have you share. Otherwise, um, we can wrap things up here. But yeah, I'm just like, I'm riding a natural high from this conversation itself. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I just think the most important things, I guess, to remember again, or that if you are interested in these things, like it is a form of plant medicine. And it is, in my opinion, it is not in the same wheelhouse as drugs and stuff like that. Like, I know a lot of people look at it and like, you know how they say, they look at you funny when you say you're going to microdose, like people are like, what are you going to do? Like what? And it's like, so it's not the same thing. And it is something that should be respected and be done with intention with journaling. Um, and I also think it's really important to self-assess where you're at and what level of help you need, because, I do think a majority of people that microdose should either be in therapy or working with some type of energy healer, because I know how important it is and how integral it is to have somebody to kind of work with you. Because a lot of the times, like as much as we love to do things by ourselves, sometimes you need help and you need help like getting out of your own way. Even, even when you're on like taking mushrooms or whatever you're doing psychedelic wise is you should have help. And I don't want to ever make somebody feel like they need to like take mushrooms and then figure it out by themselves. Because I know that I've gotten so much help through my energy healer, through journaling, through communicating with other people who have done psychedelics and like a safe community and stuff like that. I just don't think we always, I feel like so many of us feel like we have to do it on our own. Like we have to do it and fight through it. And it has to be really hard, but it doesn't like we are humans. We are like made for human connection. And so we also need to heal through connection and having help because I never, ever, ever want somebody to get to a place where they're doing all this stuff by themselves. And then they're like, what the, like you, cause it is hard and you're dealing with so much trauma, which is why I do also energy healing. Like why I do Reiki to like move energy in my body and stuff like that. Or even doing like hip releasing stuff. Like I did that hip releasing course. Like I think it's so important to have other tools and other people because it makes the experience 10 times better. Yeah. And it's, it's like you said, you don't have to do it alone. So like you, like, why, why not, you know, and like have those, have those tools, have those practices in place to truly support and get the most out of like whatever you do decide to do. So yeah, I love that. And very important. Um, well, you are just such a blessing. Thank you so much for coming on and having this convo. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Where can people connect, learn more, follow along your journey? You're always just sharing your, yeah, you'll forever be one of my favorite creators. Um, oh my God. There's just so much insight and wisdom to be learned from you. So where oh can God. people find that? You're going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> my Instagram handle is at it's underscore Nicolette Marie. So is my TikTok. And then I'm also going to be launching a podcast soon. It'll be, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say September because I have a lot of stuff going on. So most likely October. And then I'm also going to be a Reiki practitioner. Yes. Yes. Dude. Okay. I love that. Oh my gosh. I know. Isn't it exciting? It's so crazy. It actually came to me during a map, like a big mushroom trip. Um, I was like, saw this whole vision anyway, but yeah, so I'm going to be taking clients at the end of October on. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, later this year, we'll have you back for like episode six (laughs) and we can talk about Reiki, but I, oh, that just makes me so happy. So yeah, everybody go find her page connect because yeah, you have, there's so much to learn from you. So, uh, I love that. Mm-hmm.